0: Hey guys, welcome to Girl Friday, I'm Yoshika, your host, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing the Frankie Baca, who recently has been in other podcasts, but he was on mine first. I just took forever to edit this episode, and basically he's coming on here to talk about how his designs were stolen or borrowed from Yuzi, but not given any credit. We also go over hustle culture, fashion shifts and exploitation in the fashion industry. And we break down a little bit of his background and his books he's published, thinking the women who helped him learn about producing clothes, etc., and what the future of fashion looks like to him. So here is our conversation.
1: I appreciate you giving me your time.
2: Of course, thanks for having me, appreciate it.
1: I pretty much found you on TikTok. And you just had like a really interesting story that I wanted to share and get exposure on. Um, so let's start off like with what your name is and where you're from.
2: Sure. Um, my name is Frankie Baca. I'm a fashion designer from South San Francisco. And then I moved to Los Angeles.
1: How you've been designing for years and like you have a bunch of experience doing that and you have like not just samples because you were explaining this last time, but you have like products like you have even like I had to look you up and you even have a book um, yes. that's called like Women Are Better. So I kind of just want to get into your artistry timeline. So how did you kind of start off in that world?
2: Sure. So um, I wanted to do fashion for a long time. But then in 2013 was when I really just like buckled down. and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get started with this so i just started doing like research on my own i didn't know anybody who worked in the fashion industry so i just started studying online uh just like click things like just step by step like how to get started and then i would just ask like local seamstresses around my house like go to the dry cleaning anybody who did like alterations and i would just ask them a bunch of questions you know most of them like wouldn't give me the time of the day to help me but some of them you know would just give me like little bits of information and then uh, by doing that, eventually I met this woman named Deborah mm-hmm. who used to work in, yeah, the fashion industry. And um, now she just did alterations. But she was really gave me, like, step-by-step step how to get started and everything and, like, what I should be doing. And then she also helped me produce, like, some of my first samples.
1: Okay, cool. Did you go to school in San Francisco for fashion?
2: No, I was just self-taught.
1: Self-taught? Okay, cool. So, um... So back to how I found you pretty much the story that grabbed my attention was the whole Yeezy situation. Mm-hmm. Um you made a TikTok about how you met the Yeezy team and gave them some of your designs and then they kind of just ran off with it and didn't credit you and kind of like even told you like um they it that's just how it goes and mm-hmm. I thought that was so fucked up, for lack of a better word, but right. Um. So I just really wanna know more about that situation.
2: Sure. So, um, it first all came about, uh, like at the end of last year, I got reached out to by uh, Digital Nas, who is a, uh, creative within the within kanye west's team i don't think he's officially part of like the design team but he's yeah. one of the creatives that was helping around like the uh around kanye west's donda like um album so he was just helping like produce he produced a lot of like uh the the beats for that album and then he was also doing a lot of creative work so he and that's what he told me uh when he messaged me on instagram He was just like i'm a creative i'm working like right under Kanye West, he said he's looking for designers and I really like your stuff. I want to bring you in. And um, yeah, from there, like uh, I he invited he me must over. must have been
1: excited, right? Because that's like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was super juiced because uh, Kanye West has like been like, you know, that's just one of the people that I listened to from like a long time ago. I was like a real fan of uh, Kanye West. And so it was just like, uh, you know, it felt like a dream come true at the time
1: yeah
2: and so uh yeah then um i went over to visit digital Nas at his uh hotel because he was staying out in los angeles I bought a bunch of my clothes just talking to him for like hours i came there with my friend uh bk the ruler was there she's like another you know rising talent she's a singer i love and she's dope i'm at met those two and they were just like really loving my clothes and everything and then Nas told me he's like you know if you want i'm gonna invite you to kanye west's sunday service and then like you know because originally i was supposed to meet yay then but he said yay was busy so he's like just come to sunday service and like and you can meet him there and then yeah so i got invited to sunday service i went to the first one i couldn't find yay it was or really, I thought it was going to be like a long event, like, you know, a few hours. It was really short. So it just went by quick and I couldn't find him. And then the second time, you know, uh, I was lucky enough where like Kanye West was just standing right by me. So I was able just to, you know, introduce myself. I told him who I was and like how, you know, I was a fan of his growing up. And then, um, I told him like, you know, I'm Digital Nas' friend. He invited me here and and he said that you were looking for designers. I have some clothes. And then, so Kanye West was like really receptive, you know, when I was talking to him, he's just like, Oh, he's like, Oh, that's dope. You know, he's like, Okay, cool. Give me a hug and everything. And I gave him a hug. And then he was like, You know, I can't take these, uh, you know, this, these clothes right now, but give this back to digital Nas and then tell him to give it back to me later. So, you know, I went back to digital Nas and then he was like, Oh, um, here's, let's give it to Kanye's manager. So I met Kanye's manager and then I gave him the clothes and then we we're just. By now, you know, the whole team is like his old creative team. All the artists that were there, we're just we're just talking like hanging out. And um yeah, nothing was really happening from there. So, um, you know, and then next thing I know, I just see like on social media, a bunch of items that are very similar to mine. You know? Yeah,
1: that's crazy because during the whole fashion week. You also posted something else that he kind of stole, like a concept that he stole from your actual piece, like a design that you did. Right. Like this mask.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to say directly that Kanye West stole it because I still don't know exactly how it happened, but um, I do know that I did give you know Kanye West uh is manager I gave Kanye West's manager to give to Kanye West just some of my old work that I had already produced that was already for sale on uh you know my website and everything like I gave him shoes I gave him that uh, mask which was actually the the one item that wasn't produced um and then I also gave him a catalog but as far as like the glasses that you know I believe were taken from me and um and then also like the slippers Those were all things that I had already uh, created, but uh, the slippers were in my catalog and the glasses weren't on anything. But um, the reason why I think a lot of people are like, well, if you didn't give it to them, then how could they have seen it? But it was accessible all on my social media accounts, you know, on my website. So all these items were still there.
1: Like most of these celebrities, I don't know, they're so out of touch with reality that they they like to blame like the public for just like negative comments when there's like robots and trolls like most of the time it's not even us and then it's like i don't know they just like to take out all their frustration on us when we're the ones kind of like inspiring them like in a sense like i don't know much about fashion but i know that fashion is usually a statement on like the world or like an expression of what's going on um with society and stuff like that and it's like it all kind of goes back to us and like I know I don't know I feel like Kim and Kanye were a good couple for each other because Kim is such a like clout chaser like just such a like she wanted to be famous so bad and like you know would pull up to spots where paparazzi were and like would hang out with the guy from girls gone wild even though he fucking like pretty much took advantage of girls and like and like she would stay at his house in mexico and it's just like they would do anything for fame and um i don't know i just feel like they try and beat around the bush that they're not getting these concepts from people. They obviously have the resources, but they also take advantage of people with their um, resources. And it's like, that's it's just rigged.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know, like, the exact details of, like, my issue, per se. But I do know that, like, many uh, artists feel the same way where their items have been you know, stolen from uh, larger artists simply because they know that they could get away with it. And the, on the flip side of it, these big artists, these big corporations and celebrities, um, they feel like, oh, this is just adding to, like, their legacy or adding, you know, their own body of work, uh, you know, by taking these great ideas uh, and then you passing them off as their own, even though they were stolen.
1: I just feel like... Kanye is kind of out of ideas. I'm 28. I keep up with trends as much as I can. And I know trends are going by so fast, which is just like crazy because everyone's like doing different types of aesthetics. And even Kanye said this, he was like, I would never listen to an older person. Like, it's always like I would listen to a younger person because they have the ideas. And it's right. just true. It's like you're clearly running out of ideas and you're ruining your own legacy by being so out of touch and like not realizing that these people there's people that actually put in different work and you should credit them
2: you know the the weird thing is is like more than anything just being a you know a Kanye West fan for so long I've seen like him go through like these stages of like you know where he's like the young hungry person coming up couldn't get a shot like as a rapper he you know people wanted him to stick as a producer and then he got big as a rapper and then like people didn't want him to do fashion and then he comes into fashion so i've seen like this like maturation of of like his life and everything but um you know to to me and i've been a fan throughout all these phases but you know to me it just seems like um it's it's not that he like so a lot of people have been calling it like oh they're saying like he's crazy and everything but And he's, like, he's, like, lost it, and he's, like, this, um, you know, he's just changed or something. But uh-huh. when I look at him, I don't really see that his, his uh, talent or anything like that has changed. Uh-huh. But it just seems to me he's found something that could work, like, almost like this, like, clickbait approach where he knows he could say, like, the most outrageous thing, and it's going to get the clickbait and uh or it's going to get the attention and to me that just kind of seems annoying in the past he never really was like that like i felt like he his artistry was so great that people were just like you know he's going to get the the clicks and he's going to get the the press about it and then every now and then he might have like these like weird outbursts Uh but um people kind of tended to accept it because he was like considered like this creative genius and now it just seems like it's having some like these outbursts but it's like no not really any creativity behind it anymore and to me it just comes up as like lazy yeah
1: so like i said him and kim were perfect for each other because they were on that whole like how do we control society and like let's do something outrageous and let's do this and like And it's just, like, I've honestly realized that pre-pandemic music is so, it's hustle culture. Like, what they were selling us is hustle culture, like, our favorite artists. Like, and I'm not saying these are my favorite artists, but the mainstream favorites, like Lil Wayne or Drake or, like, but just so many hustle culture. Like, it's just to, up like, keep capitalism going. So the fact that they're so focused on, like, controlling instead of expressing or, like, being genuine or maybe relating to when they weren't in that higher position like it's just so crazy to me I mean that's probably why we consider them crazy at this point because it's like no that and I was saying this in our first interview which didn't even go like this at all but I was saying that society's kind of just over capitalism and over like we're trying to just dismantle We're not, like, in these toxic behaviors, hustle culture, controlling, like, clout chasing. I think I said that in my older interview. Like, we're kind of not doing that anymore. And so it's like, it's like we're kind of realizing what's real and genuine and, like, what's not and kind of getting turned off by anything that is just superficial or, like, just fucked up. There's
2: definitely, like, this shit in... yeah like you said like this like hustle culture I think there's always got to be a good mix of it I don't know like what percentage of it needs to exist I do know that there does need to be a certain percent of like this hustle culture versus this like um just you know being totally like ethical and I think I mean not to say that hustle culture is not always ethical but um, my point is, I just think that there needs to be a, a both and right. And like you were saying, um, pre pandemic, I think it was way too far heavy, heavily favored towards this like hustle culture. It feels like you almost like have to hustle to survive, which is mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's built for everybody. And, and people that even maybe like to hustle are not necessarily wanting to live like i don't think that that should be you know so mandatory to survive but just kind of like the way the economy is it's just been kind of everything's just been kind it's, of on a downward like spiral almost yeah
1: and, and so going back to what, what like, digital has told you saying like oh that's just how the game goes like you're defending hustle culture just see even saying that like you're trying to hustle someone but okay let's see what other question i have um like who in your family influenced you to pursue fashion or who was like the most supportive of your family members
2: my whole family i
1: mean i I lost my dad at a
2: really young age so um but my dad was really like fashion oriented and so was my mom Um, my mom always supported me and everything but none of us were really like heavily invested into fashion design or anything like that nobody in my family was a part of.
1: i know that your fashion brand is kind of unisex or that's like what you're aiming for so can you talk about how you came up with that concept a little bit more
2: like I i just always try to create something from like the most i don't know i just try not to be like boxed in on anything that i'm doing like i want to make something that's just like universally cool like Mm -hmm. i don't really think about like oh is this gonna be like cool for like men or women or uh you know or like a certain type of person or whatever like i get you know i think a lot i think i speak for a lot of designers when i say like i get really excited when i see people wearing my stuff in a way that i wouldn't wear it myself personally Mm -hmm. because i just think that there's a lot of styles out there and there's a lot of like you know different people that like interpret things different ways so like they might you know shine some light on something that I think is cool that maybe I never noticed before so um I never really try to just you know like even if I style something in a certain way and I really like how it looks like I always want to see different ways that it could be done so that's just kind of how I approach designing and then you know whenever I see it styled in a certain way
1: yeah that makes sense and I know you were talking about um fashion shows and just like the whole fashion show industry and how it takes advantage of a lot of designers or people. So you prefer photo shoots, right? Than like fashion shows?
2: For yeah. Go, like going back to like the Kanye West thing is like I showed items that I already designed. Uh-huh. And I feel like they were uh, stolen from me. So, you know, when artists you know, showing work to these, like, larger people who are, like, celebrities or whatever, like Kanye West, Um and, you know, people are saying, like, they're crazy because they stole, they stole work or, like, they're just, like, spazzing out and they're doing, like, all these weird things. I think, like, in particularly, to in particular to Kanye West, it's, like, I don't really think that he's crazy. I think that he, it almost feels like he's, like, trying to, like, portray the crazy person, like, he's, Cause he wants to be known a mad scientist like evil genius type that's that's just what i get so to me it just doesn't seem authentic but right. um, i know that he you know he's a great artist yeah. at that but you can't take that away from him he's a very talented person um but to get to get back to your question though just like the photographers and uh versus like the runway shows and everything yeah i prefer that because i just feel like it's within my own like that da- like it's in within my own database like i could uh create stuff and 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 put it all on my website so people know it's mine and like i could you know do that and, and i could set the time for when i want to do it instead of for a runway show where like you're on their timeline and it's uh it's really predatory if you go to like new york fashion week you notice like all of these like small designers these mm-hmm. up these up-and-coming designers you don't see like gucci and like louis vuitton because like as a young artist like you you're really excited like when you get invited to these things but you know then it's so expensive, like tens of thousands of dollars you have to pay for it, but a lot of artists will be like, "Oh, this is my big like chance to get blown up or whatever." Mm-hmm. But you don't really get like a ton of advertising, and you have to make you you're designing all your clothes for this uh runway show that are not even produced yet, usually because it's your new collection. so then these models are wearing it, and like frankly, they're good people but they don't give a shit about your your designs really they're just trying to be in like this show so they you know it gets dirty it gets um uh like all it's dirty it gets ripped it gets damaged all your items and then so all that work and money that you spent doing that is getting ruined meanwhile you have like uh people that work for big companies like i'm not gonna say names because i don't know exactly who but there have been like multiple cases of like big designers have it sending in people to look at these small designers and then steal their shit and then produce it before their for the small designers collection could even come out. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the little bit of advertising, it's like, yeah, I, I just don't feel like it's worth it. At least um, at this day and age, there has to be some type of like rules and like ways to protect the smaller designer. And the fact that they need to pay for the models, pay for the shoot. And then just to get their items stolen with little advertisement and, you know, it just doesn't seem worth it to me.
1: Yeah, I've I was even talking to some models who said that they'd rather do like photo shoots because they get paid more than like runway shows. But it's so true what you're saying because this happens more more often than we think. Like I was telling you in the in the first recording that we had that there are a lot of um, people with businesses that sell like clothes on etsy or like just like one thing that they designed and they sell a bunch of it on etsy and they've gotten their stuff ripped off by big companies like i know mark jacobs kind of stole the heaven brand but that one got ripped off from like an original like etsy girl on twitter or something and it just happens more often than, than we even know like people what was
2: it a heaven what does it look like, the object that got stolen? It's like
1: a little teddy bear line that Mark Jacobs has. Okay. Um, and it's like the name has the word heaven in it. But he pretty much stole that design from someone. And the story's out there circulating, but it's not getting enough like PR attention because they just shut that shit down. And so, yeah, it happens more often than we know that like these small creators keep getting their their design stolen and like Kanye west or whoever can argue that oh that's how the game goes oh uh, no the game's just been extremely rigged at this point for any creative thing
2: like well i think of you too if you look at like any other business um a lot of times there are you know many different laws that will protect the business from getting their you know their intellectual property stolen but Fashion design, it's such a gray area where, you know, um, if it, unless it's like a logo or something, you can't really uh, copyright it. And then unless it's like a new technology, like you can't really patent it. So there's a huge gray area about what exactly you could protect because, um, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but like under fashion law, to my understanding, it has to be. Uh, you know, most pieces like a t-shirt, shoes or whatever, it's considered a useful object. So um, I really think that, you know, if anything, we need to stand together for changing these fashion laws and help protecting small designers because um, it's it's hurting. It's it's hurting uh, small creatives that are trying to uh, come up. But uh, even bi- in a bigger picture, it's just it's hurting uh uh the business of fashion because like why would anybody try to be creative when they don't have any way to protect their designs and bigger designs could profit off of it without hearing the name of the person that created it. So um yeah I really think those laws need to be altered in some way.
1: Yeah it's it's honestly really cr- crazy because I'm trying to figure I'm t- looking up the Mark Jacobs story. Um But in doing that, there's so many like YouTube videos of Marc Jacobs stealing other people's designs or Louis Vuitton. And it's like this is just it's just yeah, it's pretty crazy because, yeah, we get so discouraged. We're like, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like as an artist that is just doesn't have any connections or anything Uh, But you're right. There has to be something done. What do you think like the future of fashion is heading towards or what do you see fashion evolving into, um, et cetera? Like, I don't know. I think
2: um, as of late and you're seeing it now, but I think it'll be even bigger in the the coming years is going to be 3D printing. I think 3D printing is. Uh, And just like being able to make, uh, you know, new types of fabric in a different way and prototyping everything at your house. And it's all within your, you know, your grasp rather than outsourcing, you know, for a sample maker and then getting your and who knows how many different steps you use, like maybe a separate pattern maker and then obviously getting your production done for that and then getting your photographers. Nowadays, it's like we have access to so many different things where, Everything's just kind of going to be done in-house. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a major thing uh, that changes. And then also, I think we're moving uh, slowly in a way towards, and hopefully we can move even faster towards it, but uh, is fast fashion, away from fast fashion, because uh, yeah. I think that a lot of people are, you know, you just talked about it, you know, websites like Etsy and Depop and, um, you know, all these other uh you know sites where you could buy really awesome designer clothes and uh for that are used and then you know you feel like you're which you are you're you know you're less of an impact on the environment from fast fashion that are creating you know thousands of pieces and a lot of them just you know end up in waste whether you are using recycled clothing and i think some designers like myself uh we are you know working on you know selling stuff And then having uh, used stuff and maybe buying back things and, um, you know, just working in a way that, you know, is not as big of an impact on the environment. And then just also, you know, reselling uh, used items.
1: Well, I just want to say that it's so funny how fast fashion also copies big designers, which is like what they actually get. It's like such a karma. It's like such a toxic cycle that we're experiencing Um,
2: Yeah, it goes every way, like.
1: To control society and the masses and make money. So that's why I'm saying, like, all that is just not in. So sustainable clothing, just all that, I definitely agree that that's, um, a big thing. And you were talking about how you design clothes for. Yeah, it's
2: where the world is trending.
1: For the meta? Metaverse? Am I, like, I'm, like, blanking out. (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah that's okay um yeah designing clothes for metaverse i think that's also another you know uh different area where fashion designers are looking forward or looking in the future of where like fashion will be because um you know a lot of things are uh being able like a lot of like work and uh i don't know everything is done remotely nowadays and i think that Uh, people are going to start to care more about, like, their avatars rather than uh, where they are all the time because maybe that's where you will be seeing people. Not everybody's going to be out and about as much as, like, they were in the past. And, you know, when you are online, like, you still want to be presentable in the best way possible. So virtual avatars, I think, will be, you know, expanding. How much? I don't know. But I think to some extent, definitely, that will – they're – their fashion and their appearance will be, um, improving.
1: Yeah. Okay. So do you have any future projects or shows you're looking forward to? Um,
2: yeah, I just released, um, a bunch of new products on my website, frankiebacca.com And, um, I'm going to be releasing some other items because they're currently items on pre-sale. And then I just have some, uh, photo shoots and things like that coming up. So just really keeping. Contact Frankie Baca, FrankieBaca.com. You can follow me on my social media accounts. I think most of them are at the Frank Baca. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but if anything, you could just type Frankie Baca. It's Frankie with a Y, and then it's Baca, B-A-C-A. And you just type that in on Google, and then all my socials will come up.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so last, just last question. Do you have any advice for young designers that – um you know want to make like a big brand or yeah just keep
2: working just keep working and like make something that you like and you love to do and um and yeah if you're doing it for the right reasons and you really love to do it like I think that you'll succeed I'm a firm believer in that so just yeah always like keep working hard and if it's something that you truly enjoy and you're having exc- excitement and fun with it then you know other people are going to be gravitating towards your work and just you in general and then that's going to make your brand like succeed and then you'll you know start to make money and everything like that it comes with it
1: okay thank you so much for saying that that's so sweet um and thank you for interviewing with me again cuz i know i lost the last episode and I've been really trying to get more guys on my podcast. So I really appreciate you doing this
2: episode again. Of course. I love, I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of your podcast. And um, yeah, uh, I would be down anytime. So just let me know if you ever need me again. And I had a great time. So thank you for having me
0: thanks for listening to girl friday podcast if you like this episode leave a review or check out some of my older eps on spotify follow me on instagram at girl friday podcast and check out my link tree to find out how to donate to these creatives or feel free to dm me your story thank you